This is a Suno India production and you are listening to Beyond Charmina. So this episode is actually going to be uh, about something that most of us I am assuming generally have seen across Hyderabad or even Telangana but it is also uh, one aspect of our heritage that's quite invisibly invisible I guess in that sense in the sense that it's everywhere because of which we generally tend to ignore it and these are the old rocks of uh, old ancient old rocks that formed millions of years ago which are ubiquitous everywhere in Hyderabad and in the general Deccan region so i'll just give you all a basic uh, idea of how old the uh, geological or the ecology of the deccan is in that sense see the golconda kingdom which founded hyderabad was established in 1518 and it ended in 1687 uh, the nizams come in 1724 so by that uh, and the nizams end in 1948 so hyderabad has a sh- continuous history of about 500 something years but the rocks here are actually formations that exist after millions of years of uh, evolution so it's something that most of us take for granted and i think uh, i'm assuming some of you know where i'm coming to which is basically the khajagoda rock site which has been in the news for the last two months so the khajagoda rock site essentially is a part of i think the 22 rock sites in the state that were originally uh, notified or that were listed by the department of archaeology earlier um i won't go too much into details but basically there is something called regulation 13 by the hmda well the government uh, did away with it and then however the court said that there is no protection so technically speaking regulation 13 still exists but i guess either people don't care or people don't know for some reason pretty much old buildings are being torn down regularly and as part of that destruction is also what we have been seeing at the khajagoda rock site where people have constructed homes right on the foothills of the site and uh, well uh, there is rithvik who is going to explain to us what's been happening there but i thought i'll give you all an idea of why the khajagoda rock site is actually very important for us in the sense that see the uh, geology of the deccan depends when i say the deccan i'm referring to the parts of lower maharashtra all the way down till tamil nadu so just you know figure you can just google search also what deccan plateau is deccan plateau is in fact one of the uh, is actually even older than the himalayas in that sense uh, that's what i was trying to explain that these rocks are actually the most precious part of our heritage system or her- heritage ecosystem here so uh, the deccan is basically one of the most ancient and stable land masses in the world and it naturally uh, presents various stages of geological development and age long weathering that we have here the rocks here basically uh, create a very rugged rolling region with isolated hills just like the khajagoda site which are formed by what we call massive granitoid rocks it's called uh, some of these uh, rocks are of the archean system which constitutes uh, the basal complex of the deccan and it's part, it's something that you can find not just in hyderabad telangana but also in parts of gulbarga district in maharashtra raichur uh, maharashtra gulbarga in karnataka raichur in karnataka 
اینڈ ان تلنگانہ دی ہول آف محبوب نگر نلگونڈا ڈسٹرکٹ پارٹس آف عادل آباد نظام آباد کریم نگر ورنگل کھمم اینڈ نفوس حیدرآباد اٹ لکس لائک اے ویری کیوٹک کلیکشن آف بولڈرس پائلڈ اپ ان یو نو ویری ویئر ہیپس ایز اف نیچر پلیز نیچر ہیز پلیڈ گیمز بٹ اٹس آلسو دیٹس So one of the other major parts of the Deccan's geological uh, uh, system is represented by formation of what we call the Deccan Trap, which basically consists of uh, basaltic lava and volcanic rocks. Uh, this is something that you can find uh, extending all the way from the southern banks of the Narmada Valley to the banks of the Krishna River, covering most of the erstwhile Bombay Deccan up to Belgaum. So it also goes towards... Uh, parts of Aurangabad, Parbhani, Bheer, Usmanabad in Maharashtra and in parts of Bidar and parts of Nanded uh, and again Adilabad districts. So it's a very huge uh, area that it covers and this is something that you will find in almost all of the Deccan. See, the point I'm trying to make here is that these rocks are uh, very, 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 very old. Uh, these are very important for a lot of reasons. I mean, you can actually understand how important these are because many of the erstwhile uh, rulers in not just Hyderabad, even in Telangana, going back to the Kakatiyas, for example, the Racharlas who built the Rachakunda fort did not actually disturb the rocks and they actually used the rocks to construct the Rachakunda forts. When you go there, you can actually figure it out. Same thing even with the Golconda. If you go to the main fort area, by the way, for those of you who have not, please listen to the earlier podcast on Golconda so that you can understand how big the Golconda fort is. But the ticketed area where you go, uh, buy a ticket, you know, go inside that part of the main palace area. Uh, that part itself also you can figure out that even the huge rocks there have been left untouched. They've actually just built around it or over it. They've actually used the rocks to uh, fortify their, uh, to, to fortify that place even better. So that's the right way to go. We shouldn't actually be touching these rocks and blasting them. What's happening now is just mindless. Uh, destruction of uh, our heritage, these rocks, for the simple reason for nothing but uh, constructing new buildings. Uh, and this is pretty much happening everywhere. I don't know if some of you have realized it. If you go to the uh, Hyderabad airport, when you're going from the airport towards the Srisalam highway, the road is great, but I don't know if you've all realized that on the left and right side of the road, you can literally see that there are old rocks. Like they've actually literally drilled through an old rock to create that road. Which is a very sad thing because uh, we are, we're actually like literally destroying our heritage. If you're coming even from the Gachiburi side towards Madhipatnam, at the Khajagoda signal on the left hand side, you can see that there's no parts of most of the rocks that they've destroyed. For some odd reason, these people have, um, whoever has done the work, has left parts of the rocks on the, beside the signal there. So it's just very sad. But yeah, but uh, more importantly, I thought... Uh, we should know what exactly is happening at the Khajagoda rock site because that is something of extreme importance right now because if it were not for the activists who went and stopped whatever. So what is happening there was that at Khajagoda, A, the locals were dumping a lot of sand on the rocks. Some of the sands, some of, some of the rocks there which are I guess about 12 to 15 feet in height have been covered completely. Then the other part, that is happening are the literal destruction like this is a, this is a road that was built to go up the pathway and since then uh, 
it's been flattened in a way it has been many of the big, big boulders have been completely just destroyed uh and to understand that we have today with us is rithvik reddy from uh the ghac he will he is a rock climber and he has been one of the most uh, important persons in kind of getting the ghm the hmda to take action also the person one of one of the one of the people who filed a court case or petition in the telangana high court against uh, the destruction of the khajagoda rock site so yeah so listen to him and you know at learn what's happening with the khajagoda rock site and for many, for the other for for all of you who haven't uh been there i would highly recommend that you go there's also a lake so it's a beautiful place to sit especially early morning and uh, during sunset so please don't uh, forget to go there Today we have with us one of the activists who's involved in saving the Khajagoda rock site. Uh, we have with us Mr. Ritwik Reddy, who uh, is an avid rock rock climber, and he's pretty young. So he's been going, also been going there from quite a, from at least about five, six, five, eight years roughly, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's also one of the people who is uh, uh, who is a, who one of the, he's among the, one of the few people who went and filed a case in the Telangana High Court to stop the destruction also. Thank you for joining us, Jyotik. Just give us, just tell us something about yourself, uh, so that we know, you know, who you are, and also about your group of rock climbers, how long they've been going there, and uh, also about your attachment with the rocks in the place. Well, I'm a part of uh, Hyderabad Climbers. We are uh, the climbing wing of uh, GHAC, Great Hyderabad Adventure Club, and uh, we've been climbing in Khajagoda since um, I've been climbing in Khajagoda since eight years. and uh, before that they used to climb in uh, shamirpet as in uh, the rock climbing area in shamirpet all the rocks are completely destroyed flat yes i think they made a really big tank or something like that water tank yeah. so that's when they shifted to kajagoda and uh, yeah honestly um, we were all under the impression that the same thing was going to happen to kajagoda okay. but yeah luckily i think as of now we managed to stop most of the destruction So, uh, so tell us what, how the Khajagoda site was eight years ago when you went, and what was the gradual destruction that you know you saw and you had to stop. So Khajagoda was completely different back then. Um, there was no um, proper road as such to get to the top. Okay. We had to hike uh, to get to the top near the Meher Baba area and all of that. And uh, eventually there was a mud road which was. Uh, very bad actually most cars couldn't come up only bikes could come up and eventually that was made into a proper uh, mud road and then again a cement road i think 2015 itself the basic mud road was there uh, it wasn't very good every monsoon or every rain it would keep getting washed away and they would keep redoing it but uh, i think the concrete uh, the cement road started i think 2017 or maybe 18 if i remember correctly And if, I remember, and if I remember correctly, uh, so I'll also give people a little bit of background about what is a heritage site. So heritage sites in Telangana were protected by something called Regulation Thirteen, which I guess the Telangana government tried to do away with, saying we'll come up with a better law. But then the High Court again ruled that I think they they actually completely scrapped the uh, law. Yeah. But the High Court intervened and said you can't do that. So they asked the uh, Telangana government to come up with a new law, which they did. but the new law did not include rocks 
It okay. only inclu- included heritage buildings. So there is a new law now that uh, protects everything, excluding heritage sites. So excluding rock sites. Yes. So okay, and uh, 2017 around that is, point is when you are saying is the rock site had a concrete road. So who built the concrete road? And also I believe you will be able to give us the technicalities as to how permission was sought for this. Um, the road was done by the temple people. and uh, can you tell us what temple is this how old is it and like what what is it with the this was a bit of background like how uh, how is the temple generally temple management with regard to rock climbers or visitors like where so give us maybe a bit of a visual understanding of the okay so in um, um, I, i guess you must know that kajagoda has three different entities hmm. the darga the temple and the meher baba in the middle and uh, the temple people i honestly i don't really know the history of the temple itself hmm. they say that it's been there i think uh, some 600 years uh, okay. since then but not sure there used to be a really old structure there okay and there is one small uh, shrine under a rock which okay. i think was the original uh, temple hmm. the older structure they completely demolished now and they're constructing that new bigger one what you see uh, but the the shrine under the rock has been there from a long time okay but i mean both of these were very non intrusive right they were kind of part of the place they were built they were into the, yes yeah. without causing any damage to the place but um, i think once they wanted to expand. expand that's when all the problems started so can the temple construct a road on a heritage site no <laughs> the temple can't even construct the temple over there obviously they need permission which they don't have none of the uh, you know damage which is being done there is not legal okay. and uh, <clears throat> the road is also definitely not legal they did it with their own funds which they probably got from i don't know where but um, yeah there's no permission for the road yeah. and technically no- nothing should be happening in a heritage site a heritage right. site obviously says that like you know it uh, should remain as it is without any change so to the point what happened in um they started lay- laying the road and uh, eventually it was completed and once the road was done <clears throat> they slowly started doing more they um actually back in 2015 itself they had started constructing that house which you see which is a little right, ahead of the right, right. temple <clears throat> they started flattening out that area that used to be full of rocks and trees and bushes also they did like a big landfill over there and uh, is the dumping of soil by the temple only that no. we are not sure okay. we don't have any confirmation from any parties as to who did also what is the difference between today and the site in, in 2014 like how was it like you know visually when you go there <laughs> apart, so, apart from the entrance back then when you entered the place it really had like a wild feel to it we could see rabbits we could see snakes we could see peacocks we could see monkeys it was actually a wild place and uh, some of the locals used to have traps to catch rabbits and uh, i actually have a boar skull with me from <laughs> back then so one of the climbing uh, areas that we used to go to we had to go through a small cave and a boar had gone in there and it died <laughs> and uh, there was no option for us but to go through that cave so yeah we i, I don't think i saw any boars like live ones there but there were definitely boars there 2017 after the road came is when you saw um yeah, they were happening somewhat parallelly because the building construction or the flattening of the area for the building had started in 2015 itself right. 
and uh, yeah they were doing everything parallelly they had also started um, uh, i think putting the road on the other side initially it was not very good hmm. uh, to, towards the palgoda side right that also right. yeah okay. and uh, much later i think towards 2018 19 they slowly started uh, breaking the rocks around the tang rock if you know mm-hmm. where that is uh initially to get to tang rock itself you would have to do like a hike and a lot of things to yes. reach yes. now the left side of that area is again completely filled in and you can like walk to that place directly tell us also about how you had to go to the like what made you go to the court eventually what happened so the court uh, the reason we went to was actually a slightly different uh, party who was involved okay. there is a small survey number in the uh, khajuraho place which is privately owned Or supposedly privately owned. It was uh, uh, survey number four forty eight, I think, and uh, the owner of that land wanted to start constructing something there. So he started uh, drilling and breaking the rocks, and that's when uh, we decided to see if we can do something about it because uh, that's when we started talking to the society to save rocks, and uh, we found out that it was actually a heritage protected area, and then we went to the MRO office. We went to we had to like run around a lot to find out all the information like who owns the land and what is the exact survey number and what is the map what is the boundary of that survey number like it took us at least i think 3 to 4 months of constantly going behind different government offices to finally get that information okay. and once we did that and uh, we had confirmation that it was indeed uh, government land and even the private uh, plot which was there uh even though it was a private plot it was still within the heritage area so he is not allowed to destroy or damage it in any way so that's when we went to court and our initial uh petition uh, basically says that we want the um, heritage protected sites which were there previously included in the act to be mm-hmm. a- added back into that um one of the lawyers we had met to was telling us that you know something which has been a heritage site for so long how can it suddenly stop being a heritage mm-hmm. site right does it lose any kind of yeah just because of some government law change yeah it's it's still an important part of our heritage mm-hmm. so we wanted all these sites i think there's a list of 22 or 23 rock right. sites and we wanted all of them to be added back into the protection list is the shamirpet rock near the shamirpet lake Were the Shamirpet rocks near the Shamirpet lake? Yes, yes. Yeah. The lake is still there. Lake is still there. Yeah. But no mm-hmm. Yeah, no rocks. Okay. So anyway, so what happened to the case here finally then? Um. So the court uh, actually, uh, our primary uh, petition was to uh, add the rocks back into the list, hmm. and in the meantime, we wanted the court to ensure that no destruction or damage will happen to the uh, Khajuraho area. This was in 2019. 19. Yes. And the court agreed. they said that uh, while they look into the case uh, whether to add the rocks back or not no destruction should happen there so this is in 2019 and i think the whole issue came into the limelight again in january when all of you protested so tell us why you had to do that and what was happening before that and what's happening now okay so uh, even though we got the court order which said that the rock should be protected and we got multiple actually there were three court orders the gam uh, the court actually asked different government uh, departments to submit a report uh, about what actions they will take to protect all these sites in the future mm. and again specified in the meantime that no other uh, destruction should happen to the existing site mm. but despite the order no 
uh, government entity was willing to take any action. The primary respondents uh, for the court case were GHMC and HMDA. Okay. And after a lot of running around, uh, we found out that HMDA specifically was responsible for making sure that nothing happens there. I remember talking to one chap, you gave me a couple of numbers right, for my report. Mm-hmm. And they're saying we are not responsible. I think that's been their attitude. Yes, right from the start. <laughs> because um, back then the office was in Tharnaka and I had to go there at least seven or eight times to actually find somebody who was willing to you know, even look into the matter. Because any department I go to, everyone's like, not our problem. Why were they doing this any idea? I think that's around the time when the entire heritage department was completely scrapped. So they kind of gave some duties to some people and they weren't even sure what, what, what. yeah, I think that was one issue. And other than that also, I think it's just uh, the general attitude they have there. That they I don't. think now they've just delegated it to the, uh, to the taluk, the, um, based so, on the region. Yeah, even back then, they had said that uh, the protection will be enforced by the local municipal office. And uh, they gave me a number there and I went there. But again, there, no response. Multiple follow-ups so over months. You're saying between 2019 to 2021, nothing was done? Absolutely nothing. A couple of times, they actually came to the site, they saw. But uh, beyond that, nothing actually happened. They saw what was happening? They saw what was happening, yes. And I'm assuming this is the time between when you saw everything getting destroyed. Like, Yeah. What was destroyed in that time? Um, so 2019 was when the drilling had started in that private plot. Mm. That's what we had primarily gone to the court for. Mm. Uh, initially, uh, even though we got the court order, he did not stop. Mm. Uh, the reason he had actually finally stopped was because some reporters had called him and asked, why are you doing this uh, despite media, uh, media? So that's when he got scared and he said, no, no, we stopped the work long ago and he finally stopped. it. But again, in 2020, he started the work after he thought, you know, everyone forgot about it or whatever. Again, we started uh, raising an objection and we started going to all the government offices. Again, no response. This time, the reason he stopped was uh, quite ironic. The temple people had intervened. They said, this is all our land. You don't own this land. so Nobody owns the land. Nobody owns the land. It's all government property. But uh, that's what they told him. I think they kind of scared him off. So he didn't come again. But he did end up breaking a pretty big chunk of a big rock. So the protest was, I think, held in somewhere January, I believe. Yeah. So what was it? The entire community of rock climbers, or everybody in general? Like, what happened? So the reason we had the protest was that uh, there was a lot of landfilling done in the, you know, that area where, which you see near the right. parking. Uh, almost eighteen feet, I think, of debris and uh, sand was filled in over a three to four acre uh, area, and. Uh, Part of it was done in the first lockdown, I think, towards the ending of 2020. Right. And that was not too bad. It was only a smaller area. We thought it was just some random uh, construction debris that somebody had right. dumped there. But now we obviously realized that it was done with a proper uh, goal of encroachment in mind because now a huge area has been flattened. And that's when we decided to get more media attention because right. otherwise nobody seems to be doing their work. And... Okay. It was not just the climbers. Uh, climbers along with the Society of Save Rock, is, uh, mm-hmm. we initiated it. But a lot of people turned up. We had uh, really good support from different, um, you know, uh, activists. There, there were uh, from, uh, say, the Chevala Banyan Trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, Those yeah, people had turned up. Some people from, say, the lakes had turned up. So it was a really good uh, turnout and we had a lot of support. After that, again, we had another issue. Uh, this, this is the most, uh, again, very ironic thing because um, 
there's a road being planned which is going through the hill right oh yes i did, I, I know this so it, it goes from the start to the end yes okay and <laughs> what's ironic about it is that hmd is the one who approved it when they are the ones who are oh. supposed to be protecting the place so when you say hmd has approved it it allow it's allowing somebody else to construct a road yes when technically on a heritage site you can't yes and uh through the court case uh, which we had filed uh, hmd had given a response uh, because the court had asked them to and mm-hmm. they said clearly in that that uh, this area is indeed a heritage site it should mm-hmm. be protected it should be uh, there should be a survey done and the boundary should be fenced right. that was a statement given by hmd okay. back in 2019 but right. two years since then they have given permission to construct a road uh they have even mentioned the survey number so it's not like they didn't know that it was going through a protected area they have mentioned the survey number that it's going through and uh, the uh, contract was given to hrdcl and they began the work and as of now the work has stopped but how do we undo the the dumping damage dumping damage is it's going to take a lot of time it should be done with a lot of care and i don't think it's been giving given the priority right now um primarily because uh, right now the road work is what we are more concerned about because they're going to completely destroy that side of the hill unless we stop it how so, do we do this what is the road map from here because i believe this seems like a very uh, plausible situation where once the road is constructed it'll just yeah <laughs> so that's why uh, right now we are pushing for the survey and fencing to be done okay once that is done we feel like it'll be much easier to see where we stand regarding the road okay yeah. and um, recently we actually had a meeting with uh, hrdcl and hmd officials hmm. and they are or they want to go ahead with the road as it is why 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 do you think that they can do that why do they think that is right to do that um <laughs> i don't really think they understood uh, or they care about the court orders because they have quite clearly mentioned that a lot of um, effort and money has already been spent on the road plan as it is i also and understand that you guys as part of the protest went and put up boards yes. saying that there's a high court order to protect this and uh, what happened with the temple when you put up the board like this is about i believe a month ago yeah yeah uh, <laughs> we had uh, a lot of heated discussions with the temple people and uh, we were a big group so there was not much that they could do but eventually they were okay with it uh, and, and there's the court there is literally a court order yes there is they kept insisting that no the land is all temple land but we asked them to show documents and obviously there were no documents for them to show we had all the documents in place so so what now right now the road is the primary issue we are hoping that once the survey and fencing is done we will be able to hopefully divert the road and i think we need to definitely have a discussion directly with some of the higher ups probably mr arvind kumar mm-hmm. because um the hrdcl and hmd both have no intention of protecting. protecting the place they have clearly told us that the road will go where it is will going will be filing a contempt of court order yes most likely when any idea when that will be we were actually going to do it uh, quite some time back but we stopped because mr rajan kumar had responded and there was actually action being taken the road work had stopped they they haven't started it no but we had a meeting with them directly with the hrdcl and hmda and they told us that they want to start the road work and they 
came up with some um, eco-friendly way of making the road which would be acceptable to us which is not the case at all they just put in eco-friendly and sustainable in front and after the road that's it Okay. It's basically still going to destroy the road. So most likely there will be a contempt of court. Yes. And I, I mentioned that to them multiple times during the meeting, but they still wanted to go ahead with it. So why do you think they're like this? <laughs> it's really hard to say, but I think one thing is that a lot of big real estate people are involved. That could be one case. Well, okay. So something like uh, local level Ambani's. <laughs> Possibly. Or, I mean, it, it is, uh, the road coming up is definitely a good thing. It is a, you know, connecting road. But we just want it to be diverted a little so that it doesn't cut into the, we, we have no issue with the road itself. Just that the road, uh, the road should not impact the hill. Also, back in 2014, were there a lot of people coming to the Khajabada side regularly? 2014, there were very few people. It was just a bunch of the climbers, maybe uh, some hikers and. But Again, temple, Darga crowd. Now it's like um, <laughs> it is, it's like a massively famous place. Yes. Why is that changed suddenly? Um, I think one is the access. Ease of access has gotten in more people. Before you had to hike up and nobody <laughs> wants to put in that much effort. Got now it. you can just get the car up, you can have a picnic, you can get come with your family, grandparents, everyone. Also, ironically, when you go up the hill with the car now and on the right side there's like a empty place that looks up to the lake, that's also fully landfilled right with dump with dump with sand yeah how was that place earlier oh it was beautiful it was like a nice big slope we would hike over there there were so many rocks that we used to climb that now we just stand on top of the rocks directly and oh right so the huge flat rock was actually exactly a big rock that we oh yes oh, yes, yes. It, it's called jabda we used okay. to so every rock that we climb the first person who climbs it gets to name it so we are very nice. personally connected to each and every rock over there so we'll have a very contempt of court soon. Uh, so do you guys like regularly, like do you guys go to climb every week? Yes. Um, sometimes even on the weekdays, multiple times a week. So you basically regularly go there so much that you know if something changes. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So nothing has happened. Is there any other place apart from Shamir Pit that you know that has disappeared? That has disappeared. Uh, <laughs> um, the place around Durgam Charu. Oh, right. Of course. Durgam Charu was massively. Yes. Yeah. Right. So Shamipit is completely gone. Uh, most of the rock climbing area is gone. There is some uh, space left over there, mm-hmm. but it is very small compared to what, what it was before. Okay. It was much bigger than Khajaguda also. It, was. it had really? huge potential for uh, wow. climbing. Bigger than Khajaguda? Yes. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much for uh, sitting with us and talking to us about Khajaguda. Hopefully, uh, the next podcast will include good news that Khajaguda <laughs> is safe fully. But Hopefully, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, maybe you want to put out a message to people about Khajagoda, what they can do to save maybe? We will be starting uh, the social media campaign again. So if you can share uh, whatever. Uh, uh, we basically want to get in touch with the higher ups, which is mostly Arvind Kumar and if possible KTR. So um, anyway, that, that can be facilitated. If you can just share, retweet. Whatever and also please help. attend the protests and comment show yes. support. <laughs> we'll probably have some more protests coming up yep. soon. So yeah, any okay. support for that. Thank you. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Charnar. You can listen to more episodes on our website sunoindia.in or on any other podcast app of your choice.